We should have done something for Thanksgiving. No. Come on. That's next week. I think we did that last year. What are you grateful for? And I did a bunch of very random, um, non-serious things. I mean, they were serious to me, but they were not serious compared to your things. Oh yeah, I just which came were in all like, like extremely heartfelt and came in well off the top rope out. on you. <laughs> you really did. It was rough. <laughs> it was rough. I was not ready. <laughs> Please don't do that to me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we're gonna do it this time matthew i have a quiz prepared and it's gonna work because i have faith in you i tested it oh my session has ex- been expired go to quiz okay <laughs> okay i'm not we're gonna tell brand. you i'm not gonna tell you what the quiz is but um, all the references to she are Kendra. Okay. 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 All right. All right. So please answer as honestly as possible. Don't... Pretty bold of you to assume that that's the only woman I could get at this advanced age, but I'll just Don't ignore that. Fudge. All right. Well, yes. Okay. Does she tell her friends about you always, sometimes, hardly, or never? Um... I'm going to go always because she likes to talk about her family. So even if it's not necessarily positive, I think she is, she does like to talk about what's going on with the family. So, okay. Does she give you good surprises? Yes. No. Maybe. Sometimes they really needed a fourth answer. Yeah, they really did. Um, (laughs) I'm going to have to go sometimes on that one. Like we kind of have a running joke in our marriage that I hate surprises. Okay. Um, okay. So some t- very rarely, very rarely, okay. but that's not a, that's not an option. So I'll just have to go sometimes. Um, this question, I didn't, I didn't preview the question. Oh, lay it on me. Time. <laughs> so, uh, The question just says, is she free with you? But the picture is two people under the covers. So we have very free, not free at all, free sometimes or other. (laughs) (laughs) This this question is way too open-ended. I know, but I feel like the the people under the covers is kind of to close the ends. (laughs) Whatever that means. (laughs) Um, what were the options? Yeah, like always. Very free, not free at all, free sometimes or other. See, I feel like as a parent of kids, I almost have to go sometimes. Yeah, I think that's fair. But no that's one's not judging really... you here. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the wind the windows shrink as you as you get older. <laughs> this is uh, I don't even know how this question applies to this quiz, but does she also pay bills? Yes, no, maybe, sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Does she support you? Yes, no, maybe, never. <laughs> they really don't know. How to Why wouldn't it be yes, no, sometimes, never? Not maybe. Like- <laughs> <laughs> say, if you say maybe, if you don't know if you're being supported. <laughs> right. <it's- laughs> That's probably no. Or you're a moron. (laughs) I'm going to say yes. Yes, she does support me. Yes, I I knew that. Do you think your wife loves you? Yes, no, maybe. I don't think so. (laughs) No, and I don't think so. (laughs) This is the worst quiz ever. Do you think your wife... Yes. These are great. Does she let you protect her? Yes, no, sometimes hardly does she let me protect her um trying to think like what the best thing to apply that would be to Mm. um 
I'm really having trouble placing this one like in context. So I'll just I'll say well, yes. Like when Kendra goes to the creepy neighbor's house and says, "Can you drive me to the oh, auto my gosh. shop?" <laughs> and then you get frustrated at that. Does she like appreciate that protection? <laughs> Well, in the example? sense that, like, in the sense, you know, f- the marital the marital veto where either person can just say, no, you're not doing that again. Uh-huh. Like, she, I guess she did respect the marital veto of, like, no, don't go <laughs> to the, cre- the creepy house by yourself, please. <laughs> I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say yes. Yes, that's fine. Yes. Do you love your wife? <laughs> <laughs> We yes. need a full full breakdown no. of the answers here, please. Maybe I don't know anymore. <laughs> That's your yes. Those are your answers. Yes. Go with yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't Honestly, know I anymore. Don't, I don't even remember what quiz we're taking at this point. Does she tell you everything? Yes. No. Maybe. I don't uh, think so. Uh, how would I even how know did that? You know? <laughs> And what, uh, like, what constitutes everything? Like, there are some things that you don't need to tell someone. Now, we'll say this. Like, I was a... going to put this shirt on this morning, but I didn't like the way it looked. So I put on a different shirt. Oh, like, she would tell I me don't, that. If I don't share that, am I not telling everything? No, she would tell me that. I could um, dress in the dark. So that was a horrible example for me. But I will say there's strategic delaying that she's gotten better at. Okay. Where it's like, you know, we just got a $200 bill from the hospital. Maybe don't put that in front of me. Like when I come home from work and sit down to eat, <laughs> maybe let me eat and then tell me about the surprise Only $200 bill. On the fifth payday of the month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So there is strategic delaying sometimes. So but, how would you like me to answer? Yes, no, maybe. Listen, maybe? Yeah, I just go maybe. It's fine. Okay. Does she, does she worry about your safety? Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, she worries about a lot of stuff. Just, okay. I'm sure that's one of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's go to view my results. Okay. You got, your wife loves you. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Your wife loves you so much that even you can't doubt it because she gives you all she can. Look, there's you and Kendra. I'll hold it up for you to see. Oh, look at us. <laughs> oh, that that was the quiz. Does your wife love you? That sounds like something that two 12-year-old girls would come up with. And like every single question is... Does he like you? Does he like As you? Does he like the you? The mom of an almost twelve-year-old, and having had twelve-year-olds already, I agree one hundred percent that that quiz was written by someone around that age. The answers, because I mean, yes, no, maybe, hardly, I don't know <laughs> what was even going on. We need to do like couples quizzes because there are some out there where you both answer. That would be fun. Well, uh, to be fair, that's more of a Haas of Love segment. That's true. That's true. We're on year five of uh, pre-production of (laughs) Haas of Love. (laughs) I don't know if Danny has room in his life for any more podcasts. He's already... Yeah. Oops, I'm not supposed to... I I Uh can't share. Edit Uh that out. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) But speaking of Danny's podcast, we I have to give them a little shout out. Danny has a podcast called 70 Millimeter. It's a podcast about movies and they are uh, they've set us up with a studio in their riverside because I guess when you're sleeping with the hosts, one of the hosts. Yes. Let's, <laughs> okay. We're not editing that out. When you're sleeping with one of the hosts of a big podcast, you get some some benefits, <clears throat> you know? I just wish I could see Danny's face as he hears that part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we don't have to do two Zoom calls, which is Amazing. nice because we are too cheap to ever pay for uh like business Zoom. <laughs> Also too cheap to pay for our own Riverside. 
Hey, we're two for two because we uh, we refused to like upgrade Skype back in the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Is- <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this is a highfalutin podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you, Danny. Danny specifically. I mean, he did all he did the work to set it up for me, us. So it's really nice so far. We'll see <laughs> if this episode never comes out. <laughs> Maybe it didn't work. <laughs> the podcast will die with me knowing that Kendra loves me, though. <laughs> yes, I'm glad. All right. This is a this is what we like to call a. How do we call this kind of episode? Amazing. Just fully <laughs> random. It's a shoot the shoot episode where we both just want to just talk about the most random things that have come across our feeds or into our CVS lines in the last couple weeks. So you go first. All right. Well, let's let's. Uh, okay. Your buddy, <laughs> Brian Johnson. I don't know why you do this to me. Back in why the news. Why do you say that? First of all, I wouldn't even know this man existed if it wasn't for you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson, back in the news, detailing tech mogul. Brian Johnson, detailing right. is there, his. Is that the same name as the senator, the Covenant Eye senator? No, uh, that's um, Rick Johnson or Larry uh, Johnson. Blank. Last same last name. I can't think of his first yeah. name. Okay, so Brian Johnson, tech mogul. Brian Johnson, not lead singer of ACDC, by the way. Not that okay. Brian Johnson. Okay, good to know. Um, detailing his two million dollar a year uh, regimen to hack aging, hack the right. cells in his body, and stay young. Right. He uh, says he's not going to die. He's on a he's on a don't die plan. Yes. Specifically detailing his regimen for uh shocking his genitals at night right. to right. reinvigorate. It, it's it's kind of horrifying. He's strapped his junk to like this device that sends shocks into it and mm. kind of like those like miracle ab things like you strap to yeah. your strap mm-hmm. to your midsection and it like yeah. vibrates you except yep. it's a, except that might actually be fun but it's not vibrating him it's <laughs> shocking him <laughs> right and, he's uh, shocking his penis because he wants it to be not 46 years old yes he wants so, it to not I don't know. He wants it to not look 46, which I was trying. I mean, I was trying to very doing some research here. Say like, <laughs> is there really? I, I mean, I've ate. <laughs> what did you just say? I, I was going to say I've aged alongside the same person. <laughs> okay. So I like I can't remember. It's definitely like, not I what I heard. It's not. <laughs> Shut up. It, it's like. I don't understand any of this. Let's, okay, well, let's, you know, let's slow it down a little bit. Okay, okay. I've concocted a, a small list of things worse than a 46-year-old penis. Okay. That I'd just like to share with you. Okay. Uh, starting off with, what's worse than having a 46-year-old penis? <laughs> having two 46-year-old penises. <laughs> I would say that's worse. Okay. Casey, do you know what's worse than having a 46-year-old penis? What? Having no penis. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but... (laughs) You know what else is worse than having a 46-year-old penis? A 49-year-old penis. Oh, yeah. I mean... Definitely. 46 is just downright youthful. Happy birthday to Leonardo DiCaprio. Gross. (laughs) He just turned 49, apparently. And okay. his next girlfriend uh, was just born, actually. <laughs> Weird. They've got the same birthday. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he's trying to, like, make sure he he's, like, scared of erectile dysfunction and... 
also the look of it, I guess, which is what that's what that's what really confused me. It was like, I don't know. How many people are you showing this thing to? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, maybe not the picture of maybe that particular region of the body, not the picture of beauty to begin with. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Also, there's another there's another thing down there you could work on probably that needs more work. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know certain parts of the body are very aesthetically pleasing right like every um, part of a female's body <laughs> oh, file that one under matthew's not going to respond <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean yeah you're putting lipstick on a pig here i think <laughs> Speaking of big hogs. <laughs> when you sent it to me, you're like, um, I'm, I'm going to make you go find the link. But, you know, Brian Johnson is in, a, in the news again talking about his penis therapy. And I just said, <laughs> I really think he needs another kind of therapy with a sad face emoji because he needs some help. He needs, yeah. he needs someone to very lovingly tell him he's going to die. Yeah, they buried the lead, which is hard to do in a story like this. But there was a truly alarming, I don't, you probably didn't read the whole story, but there was a truly alarming little nugget tucked away in the story that he's okay. using his eight now 18-year-old son as a blood bank and is taking blood out of his son and putting it in him, like taking his son's blood and cycling it in. Interesting. Which is just... Isn't our blood renewed like all the time anyways? Well, it's a... It's been yeah, a long like, time can, since 10th grade biology, so... You can... I mean, I'm not an expert in this, but like there is something to like taking your blood out and... Um, <clears throat> it's called like platelet-rich therapy that sometimes okay. pro athletes do in okay. Germany where they take it out and spin it. And, spin it. I don't know. <laughs> Put it back in. Okay, so he has an 18-year-old son, and he's using his blood to to renew his own blood. How much of do you think? How much of this do you think was like uh, came about because of having like having a son like in the t- teenage physical specimen is like oh wow, remember <laughs> remember that. <laughs> And so yeah. he's like, oh, I want to get back to that. You know, I don't know. He looks so gross, though. He does. He looks so gross. There's Got nothing. Little, uh, there's nothing about him that is attractive to me at all. There's like a like a lab created Jared Leto vibe. Yeah. To him. Hairless, really hairless, which. Ugh. Uh. So I also said to you, how long until he, he like has a photo shoot to show everyone his uh, de-aged penis? <laughs> I, I mean, and you said the, it's probably already happened. Oh, I yes, absolutely. He's got folders. He's got folders of just yeah, because he probably but- has to do like bef- like compare. So he's got like this is you know day zero of my <laughs> electroshock penile therapy. And this is day 347. And he like, go, you know, clicks back and forth <laughs> to see the difference. <laughs> as a, as a, as a team of uh, lab coded professionals hover around him. Mm-hmm. Do you think like, I'm going to try and say this like, do you think someone this obsessed with the way their penis looks is able to even like have sex and not be like scared that he's going to damage himself somehow? That was a fair question. <laughs> it's like, would he ever consent to, uh, 
would he ever consent to someone who is not him touching his body though? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no one could ever love him as much as he loves himself. That's true. So this guy, poor guy. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, this is shooting fish in a barrel, but I'm all for doing whatever kind of de-aging stuff you want to do until mm-hmm. it gets to the point where you're no longer able to live in the moment. That's yeah. that's the tragedy to me. I mean, obviously, it's yeah. fun to joke about him, but the tragedy is like he's missing life right now mm-hmm. because he's so concerned about the end of it. Right. So what's the point of like living forever when you're not even actually living? Yeah. You're just like preventing death, but you're not doing anything except that. That's yeah. Okay. It's depressing. Go ahead. Bring us out of the hole. Okay. So I went to CVS the other day to uh, have a bank account where I can deposit. I give money at CVS and it puts it in my bank account because it's an online account only. Anyways, so I was there to do that and uh, I'm like waiting my turn in line. And you know, every checkout area of every store now has like displays with little things there it's like grab and go things the first place i saw it was ulta like so you have like these rounders as you're going through the checkout at ulta with like sample size mascaras and sample size moisturizers it's just like they get you they can get you to spend 60 more dollars if you're in line long enough with these little things so, like, stores like CVS, it's usually, like, chapstick or trial size, whatever. So, I'm just standing there waiting and my eyes are, you know, going down. And at the bottom row is a vibrator for sale in the checkout line of CVS. And I'm like, who is the person that's in line at CVS? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to. I was going to get that today. I'm glad it's right here. It, it I, uh, does, Is this necessary? Uh, well, first of all, I like the fact that it's on the bottom shelf because I can imagine a mom being like, oh, I don't feel like bending <laughs> over, t- talking to her kids. Honey, grab that for mommy. <laughs> I, I mean, the accessibility of vibrators anyways is pretty, I mean, not just vibrators. My Walmart has an, a, a, variety of sex toys for men and women my walmart neighborhood market grocery store i should specify wow yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing but the the just right there at the checkout just like oh oh yeah there it is because that everything at that checkout is like an impulse buy right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you don't go there for anything that you like had on your list. Like, oh yeah, I was gonna get some gum. Oh yeah, I was gonna get a vibrator today. <laughs> I just, I think, I don't know. It's difficult because I'm <laughs> like, yay, women's sexual wellness, but also <laughs> maybe not in the CVS line. <laughs> so, breaking Casey Haas in favor of purity <laughs> culture. <laughs> tune in to fun sexy bible time to find out (laughs) i just i don't i don't get it i feel like i want to meet the person or just like see them that buys that from that location okay so two things first of all this needs to go into our recurring uh theme of a little more purity culture please (laughs) yeah just a little just a little just a smidge (laughs) (laughs) just a smidge and number two Whose idea was it to put that there? That's what she yes. said. Was it a man or a woman? Right. Who do you think? Who put it there? I think it was a woman's idea. Okay. I think. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I personally would want to make this purchase in the most discreet way possible and bending down to the bottom shelf while you're standing in the checkout line doesn't sound like that. But I can also hear the argument of a woman who's like, 
you know, we're, we're removing stigma and we're just going to put it right there with all the other, you know, health and wellness things to go. Well, it's, it's actually a good place for it because in CVS, you take the 12 foot long receipt and just wrap it around the dildo. So no one, <laughs> to, ever, hide it. to the vibrator, so no one actually sees what it is. <laughs> I like the way they're thinking here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Anyways, so, wow. We were really putting the sexy and fun sexy Bible time today. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) We're somehow both coming off like the... the, We're we're not the cool kids on this episode. We're coming off like... I feel like it's been a while since we've been the cool kids, Matthew. (laughs) I think... I think we graduated from that a long time ago. <laughs> We've turned into, uh, well, I would say Josh and Shannon Harris, but not anymore. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do your next thing or do you want me to keep going? No, nah, go ahead. You're on a roll. Okay. So... I am rewatching slash finally finishing for the first time the show The Americans. Are you familiar? I'm not. Okay. It doesn't actually matter. It's like based in the 80s, Russian spies, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So in the first season, I want to talk about how church is portrayed in TV shows and movies because it is like... like show producers and creators assume that no one has been to church (laughs) and so they're not going to know the difference anyways if you portray it in the most ridiculous way possible so the first example is in the first season of the show um there's a storyline with a maid who's black and she's like all torn up about something so of course they show her in church being like you know being convicted a black church, okay? A black church that is apparently meeting in a Catholic cathedral. <laughs> and also, every parishioner sitting there with their hands folded in their lap like a bunch of 80-year-old Presbyterians. It, okay. Like, the pastor's... Like, any anything you know about black church is that it's like call and response, right? There's... It's... It's very interactive. And this is the pastor is preaching and he's very charismatic and the people are just sitting there totally quiet. And I'm like, this is so silly. This is the like the least realistic showing of black church. Like, So how long have you been an expert in the black church? <laughs> I'm not an expert. I just, I don't know. <laughs> okay that's not nice. <laughs> so then the, <laughs> another example is later on the daughter gets involved in a church okay and it's a baptist church okay it's a baptist church in virginia okay so there's like how many kinds of baptist churches are there but either way, none of them are liberal, right? None of the branches Basically, of Baptist yeah. churches are liberal. Well, this one is super liberal. Like it, it makes a point about how liberal they are, and they like do. Um, they go to like the pastor gets arrested, chaining himself to a fence at an anti-nuclear weapon protest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like they're all, and it's just, (laughs) it's just, it's like, I feel like it would be so easy to just send an intern to a church for a couple weeks, have them take notes. Like, this is what they care about. This is (laughs) just, it throws me off. It takes me out of the show because I'm, I'm watching, I'm listening to these sermons. I'm just like, what? obviously not full sermons, but little snippets, you know, and the pastor has said a few things about, you know, he's talking to the mom who's an atheist and, 
she's saying what she doesn't believe in. And he's like, well, none of that even matters. All that matters is how we treat each other. I'm like, there's not a Baptist preacher alive that would say that. <laughs> even Eric Camden on Seventh Heaven would be like, yeah, you maybe need to. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Maybe, so was- maybe, maybe it actually is important if you believe in God. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. So I was trying to think of other examples of like watching shows or movies recently with churches in them. And I couldn't come up with anything, but I would actually be interested to hear from listeners if they have examples of like being taken out of a show because of however church was being portrayed. It was just so far off. Oh, we watched that show. um, Beef. Is that what it was called? I think that was it with um, Ali Wong and Stephen Yun, maybe. And there's a Korean church in there and they sing like, and they, they had like very modern, currently popular worship songs that they were doing in church. And I thought that was like, okay, this is like, makes sense. You know, they're, you don't have a church based in 2022, 2023, and they're singing, uh, awesome God or something. So how long have you been an expert in the Korean church? I know, I know. I was curious about that, but <laughs> so I got a couple, a couple of like random examples of this. Uh, Cobra Kai, the the Netflix show. Yeah, uh, this small plot arc where one of the ex Cobra Kai guys is now a pastor and is trying to help Johnny Lawrence, and it's very much the sort of uh, Eric Camden Seventh Heaven version of church. Okay. Where it's like you come right up to the edge of talking about God and then just kind of stop. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, God hasn't given up on you. You Mm -hmm. can't give up on yourself. And it's like, that's just kind of where it stops. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the movie. This is a weird example to pull, but the movie Signs. You remember this? Yes. Where Mel Gibson is a church in that? Mel Gibson is a priest whose wife died and he lost his faith. Yes. And spoiler alert. Because uh, the little girl is a prophet who tells Joaquin Phoenix to take a baseball bat to the alien in the final scene. Somehow Mm -hmm. that reignites his faith in God. And like Mm -hmm. the final, final scene is him like putting back on his. um, His priest collar. Yeah. Because to go back to church. And I'm thinking, okay, cool for for him. What church is this that he's (laughs) been a rabid atheist <laughs> for like the past three years. So apparently the, uh, the church has been pastorless for three years. They're just waiting on him. Yeah. And because his brother hit an alien with a baseball bat, <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, I'm good guys. Let me back in the pulpit. And they're right. like, cool. Come on back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we, you know, it was do- on leave maybe. This is yet another in, of, in a long line of examples of Casey's maxim that sometimes you just need to sit in the pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're a pastor and things have gone sideways, sometimes you just need to sit in the pew. You don't need to just go right back to the pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I forgot about the element of that movie. About him losing his faith. Very strange movie. Like parts of it are really gripping and parts of it are really silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. Yeah, the part where they're at the uh, the dinner table, the food part of that was completely realistic. That they would have, that they would make like four different dinners, you know, for <laughs> for the same meal. Yeah, but like the part where everybody starts crying and like Mel Gibson just reaches over and like grabs Joaquin Phoenix and pulls him into the family hug. <laughs> that part kills me every time. But also the aliens came to a planet that's 70% water and like water melts their skin. (laughs) (laughs) Not a very smart move. (laughs) You know, like they were, what are they going to do like in the mornings when there's dew everywhere? (laughs) Ask the questions. I'm I'm just asking questions here, folks. And my final example, the best representation that I can think of at the moment. Okay. From the movie Rudy, when he goes in to see the priest 
you know, he's have, having this it's crisis. Been so long. It's fine. Since I've I'll, seen I'll walk. It. I'll walk okay. you through it. So yes. his friend dies. He's like four years out of out of high school. His friend dies in the mill, or the steel mill, and he's having this crisis of if I don't go to college now, I'll never do it. And you know what's my life? And he goes in to see a priest, and it's this old Catholic priest, and he says, "Son, in thirty five years of intense religious study, I've only come up with two hard truths: there is a God." And I'm not him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Like, that's the kind of thing you'd need somebody in that yes. moment to tell yeah. you. Of like, yeah. of like, yes, God is up there. But no, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. I do think movies um, and shows make us believe that every Catholic goes to confession all the time. That's a big thing <laughs> in in media is confession. I mean, it's a it's a tool, you know, for the story usually, but I don't, I don't think that many Catholics go to confession. (laughs) How long have you been an expert in the Catholic church? Oh, shut (laughs) up. (laughs) Even I didn't want to do that joke, but I I did it anyway. Yeah. Let let us know best and worst representations in media. Because I'm we gonna don't... try and start paying attention more, but those two examples were just so stark for me in this show. Just like this show has, a, it was like a popular show, definitely had a good budget. Just like send somebody to church for a week, <laughs> take some notes. <laughs> well, this is you know this is this is Hollywood for you, Casey. They, yeah, they don't understand us. They, might, they understand you because you're a coastal elite. <laughs> but o- over here in the flyover states. I definitely know that is the first time I've been called that. That's, that's a Coastal elite, Casey Haas. <laughs> I, that's, we just need to bill you that. In the show from, from here on out. Coastal yeah. elite, Casey Haas. Yeah, well, what's your billing? <laughs> Resident tall man. Well, what was somebody saying on Twitter? Of like, yeah, I read your latest story. You're very tall. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that. Wow, you weren't kidding. That's that like that's how it came came across. Like you said you were tall, but I thought you meant like six two. <laughs> yep, yes I am. Uh, okay, super artistic guys sometimes need to be in a band and not solo artists. Okay, I've been thinking about Give this me in a lot example. of example. Uh, I've been okay. So we'll start with CCM. Uh, okay. We've talked about this before, but uh, Kevin Max probably better in DC Talk than a solo yeah. artist. Yeah, uh, not to rehash all that, but you know, there's a, there's a framework and not that DC Talk was a band because they didn't play instruments, <laughs> but. Um, there's a framework there. There's accountability. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of, you can't just call your own number every single time. Cause you have to yeah. think about what other people are going to do. And it just, I don't know, like, especially if you're eccentric and super artistic, it seems mm-hmm. like it has this like dampening effect where it kind of soaks some of that up mm-hmm. and makes you a little more digestible to, mm-hmm. to your audience. Um, perfect example of this would be the white stripes. Um, okay. Jack White, just sort of like your go-to example of someone who's just really artistic and really eccentric, mm-hmm. really headstrong, and just has all these, um, you know, minutia of yeah. ideas of where he wants his music to go. Not always the most accessible, but when he had Meg White there, who was, no offense, essentially a, a blank slate, just kind of soaked some of that up and yeah. made yeah. him more accessible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the thing that I was kind of brought this up is I've been listening to some early panic at the disco. Okay. And, uh, you know, when you think of, you think of emo rock, you think of me. Yeah, exactly. But Brendan, nobody's would say Brendan Urie is anything less than super talented and a little weird. And if you look at his solo music, there, there, there is a little bit of like, pick me energy mm-hmm, with his solo mm-hmm. music of mm. 
you know, the whole world is against me, but I made it with my talent and here I am. And I'm just, you know, no one understands my genius kind of energy. I mean, that was, that was beautiful. I'm going to need that clip. Yeah. You know, you just, we'll put it at the end of the episode for you. Thank you. But well, you know, like some of his songs, it's like, oh wait, this is going to be another song about how nobody believed in you, but you triumphed <laughs> based on your <laughs> incredible talent. Oh, thanks, thanks, Brendan. You hit all the bases this, again. So he has a solo career. I didn't even know this. <laughs> well, he was using Panic at the Disco as a solo vehicle, but he, all like, right. he was the only one left there at the end. I think he stopped using the name now. He's just using okay. it only. But okay. Um, but if you go back and listen to like the early Panic at the Disco before he became quite so, you know, before he was him and he had talented guys in the band with him and, you know, he wasn't just singing his songs. He had to sing their songs too because they were all writing music together. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking like, you know what, that's, I think sometimes guys just need that. Like they just mm-hmm. need that accountability of somebody that'll say, someone who's not afraid of him that can say yeah. like i knew you before you were famous like don't don't do this in the song because that, that 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 sounds weird mm-hmm. you know yeah. and guys need I think that bono probably is a good example of this too perfect example and i mean i i wish i had it handy i didn't think about getting it before but he had this great quote about like you know working with the same people for so long and he just basically said it's it's about relationships you know it's like he he none of those none of those guys are kissing his ass ever Mm -hmm. like he doesn't just get to do whatever he wants as the front man it's all collaborative and uh i think that is important for for certain artists yeah, I I love Bono, but would you want to listen to a Bono solo album? No. <laughs> Just be like 12 like drony ballads about the power of love. I think it is interesting too. This is a different subject, but kind of the same how some like certain Broadway stars like have incredible voices, mm-hmm. but they can't make it as solo artists. And I wonder what that is. I'm I'm always really perplexed by that. Like you have an incredible talent, but there it's just like maybe it's just for this for this type of thing where you're with a group and you're performing and uh I don't know. It's really interesting what what makes like what makes some solo art like so solo acts work. And then other people definitely need to be reined in with a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see bands where like the, the singer doesn't even have like a good voice. It's like, how, <laughs> yeah. how did, how did this, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is awful. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other examples, but. What made you start listening to Panic at the Disco? Well, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> you know, I was just in one of those, you know, Kendra just doesn't understand me, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever really listened to them, like, on purpose. She doesn't so. understand my genius, so she's just trying to hold me down, so. I'm just. Well, hello. Are you joining the podcast? Oh. How did your appointment go? Good. Good. All right. All right, come on. I'll I'm almost done. Gosh, she's almost done. Oh. oh. I got you, lady. Okay. All right, come on. Go oh. eat a snack. I'll be out in a minute. It's my uh, read more about this in my new parenting book. Go eat something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. It is. It is just amazing what a little <laughs> snack can do for you. You can sound just... insane. You need to go eat something. <laughs> I mean, we there was definitely a time when our kids would wake up from a nap, and the first thing I did was hand them something, usually yep. something with sugar, like some 
gummy bears or fruit snacks, just like, please eat this immediately before you cry for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) It happened once and just, oh. Or the the question, have you drank any water recently? (laughs) I know. I know. You really do get to that point where your kids are freaking out, even when they're teenagers. Like, what have you eaten today? What? And if the answer is stop being mean to me, right. <laughs> just hand them a glass of water. <laughs> Let me put some nuggets in the air fryer for you. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get some protein in your body. My kids just refuse to take lunch to school. So they all get school lunch and sometimes they don't like it. So they don't uh, eat. You know? Have fun and- for you when they come home hungry. <laughs> It's fine. I mean, George is really the only one that I have to, you know, feed. They all feed themselves mostly. Can I can I end us on a little bit of a grumpy note? <laughs> Fun, sexy, grumpy time. Yeah, I don't have a timer on my end, so I have no idea how long we've been going. We're at 47, 07, okay. 8, 9, Perfect. 10. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed at that. But <laughs> um. Can we not release our best of the year lists in November? Can we can we like at least wait until mid-December? I'm not talking about tweet of the year. That ha- that runs on its own calendar. Everybody knows that runs on its own calendar. <laughs> <laughs> We've explained it multiple times. But I got an email with somebody's my favorite books of 2023 on November 9th. Oh goodness. And I'm like, I what are we doing? There's how many days are left in the year? Like 70? 60? <laughs> how many you know how many books you can read between November 9th and December 31st? Why are we doing best books of the year? My favorite movies of the year list comes out what? I just can we just give it I think you should at least wait until December 15th. Preferably that December 31st. But, you know, 15th 15th is fair. If you got a banger of a book, release it before December 15th. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, but I think it really struck me when I, I, a couple of years ago, I read one of my favorite books of the year, like the last week of the year. Like, well, I'm glad I'm not one of those people who makes those lists. And I'd have to go back and be like, well, actually, I really like this one too. (laughs) November 9th is too early though. It's too early. That's not grumpy. That's fair. Okay. Thank you. I affirm this. That's fair. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It feels it feels good to have my grumpy take affirmed for once. Not like, huh, since when did you become an expert on dates? <laughs> All right. So, uh, no episode next week, obviously. Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving. Maybe coming back with a special guest, yeah. guest star in the next episode. Guest star. Way bigger star <laughs> power than either of us. <laughs> we, uh, I, I didn't really want to have him on, but Casey was like, no, bring him on because I want to talk about the college football playoff and the bowl yeah. situation. Yeah. And- yeah, I'm tired of not talking about football on this podcast. I need someone here who can talk about football with me. <laughs> maybe uh he can bring some takes about 46 year old penises too just okay. saying okay just saying how old is he is is he like is he like first-hand knowledge <laughs> i think he's our age i don't okay <laughs> you have to tell me when you want me to push stop okay uh, thank you to everyone who's been reading my Substack. Just a quick, quick thank you there. Thanks for reading. Thanks for sharing them. Um, we'll be uh, we'll be back this weekend with another one. Oh, I can't wait! And, What's uh, it going to be? What's how old do you have to be to be responsible for your actions? <laughs> That's just based on what I've been seeing on Twitter. I don't even know what it's about. I can't. I can't keep up. <laughs> can't keep up i don't know uh, 
I don't know. Sometimes the ideas come to me early in the week, sometimes later in the week. So I don't, I don't have it yet. Maybe but. like a, a Thanksgiving role play thing, like <laughs> pilgrims and Indians. <laughs> That'll go over great. A Baptist Thanksgiving, Baptist potluck erotica. I, th- I thought, of the, you know, on Thanksgiving, I thought about doing like how to avoid talking about politics with your family. Okay. But I, I had this nagging thing thought that like that's been done before and i can't figure out where i've seen that (laughs) you did it probably (laughs) maybe so but it was all going to be like just horrible advice of like yeah you know when you hear a family member start to talk about trump or biden just blurt out well my wife and i had some great sex last night (laughs) (laughs) didn't we honey Okay. (laughs) Alright, you can hit stop, I guess. Okay. You know, the whole world is against me, but I made it with my talent and here I am. And I'm just, you know, no one understands my genius.